Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's Word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bosby. Hello, everyone, and a happy Saturday to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Word for the Wilderness. I hope your weekend is going great thus far. I know it's just Saturday, but you know what? Each day is a gift from God, and I'm glad His mercies are new every morning. You know, every day is another opportunity. It's another open door. It's another chance that God has given you and God has given me uh, to honor Him, to glorify Him, to live for Him, and to tell somebody else about Him. And so I hope you've had a wonderful week, but also you're already taking advantage of this day uh, that God has given you. I love the song we always sing, This is the day that the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, there's no telling what a day brings. That's what the Bible says, is we know not what a day may bring forth. Uh, but I'm glad that there are some things that we don't have to worry about. There's some things we don't really have to be concerned about because God is on the throne. God is in control, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, no matter what comes, come what may, you know, God is still, uh, He's on our side, and He's got our best interest in mind, and you can take that to the bank today. I hope you've had a wonderful week, and Saturdays and Sundays, I think, is always the busiest day for us here, and uh, we've got our summer saturation today, our, our summer soul-winning ministry, and God's really been using that. God's been blessing that. We're thankful for it. Uh, I was sitting in the office, I think, on Wednesday morning, and uh, I heard a, a phone call came through, and <clears throat> one of our men here answered it. And a, a fellow in the army just moving into town called and said, uh, I saw your church, and, and I want to come. And, and I think he, I was out of town Wednesday night, but I think he might have come Wednesday night, but he'll be coming on Sunday. And God's just been blessing. God's been working. I hope uh, those of you that are listening, perhaps in your church, wherever God has placed you, whatever ministry God has called you to be in, uh, that God is working there. And maybe it seems like he's not, but I can tell you something. Standing somewhere in the shadows, there's a Savior that's working behind the scenes. And some of God's best work is not done in the spotlight, but it's done behind the curtain. And I'm glad God's always working. God is always moving. And God's never dead. He never sleeps. He never slumbers, but he's always busy for his people. And uh, so we're excited about Saturday today, uh, but also Sunday. And I love Sundays here at Harvest. And uh, we have Sunday school on Sunday morning. Looking forward to teaching uh, our college and career class again. We're going through a series on faith building days. And boy, I I can honestly say that the Lord has helped my faith and he strengthened my faith through uh, the, the studies there in his word. I love the Bible, don't you? I'm thankful for it. Uh, we've been out of town all week this week. Uh, Monday night, I was with a pastor uh, there in uh, Tennessee. We got to travel with him a little bit, uh, went up there and went straight back. I think we got home about uh, three or four o'clock on Tuesday morning and then Tuesday night or afternoon rather drove up to uh, North Georgia and uh, about two hours above Atlanta for a youth camp and then uh, hung out with some people up there and, and got to see some friends as well, came back and then went back up Wednesday night, stayed there Wednesday night, 
Thursday morning, you confused yet. Thursday morning, we drove uh, two hours uh, west of where we were, uh, up northern Georgia, closer to Tennessee, closer to the uh, Chattanooga there, Tennessee line, and uh, was in a camp meeting up there and then drove back and was uh, at the same camp we were. Yeah, I'm getting confused already. We were somewhere and uh, there Thursday night and drove back Thursday night as well. We've had a wonderful week, gotten to see some great friends, got to meet some new friends, and I'm thankful for that Thursday night, that, that meeting, God was good, and I just got to sit there and enjoy it, and got out of the banks a little bit. Now, some of you listening, you don't know what that means, and I feel sorry for you, I really do, And but it got out of the bank, it, it got good. Uh, we, we actually had church, I mean, it wasn't just a service, it wasn't just a meeting, it wasn't just, you know, we were congregating, I mean, we actually had church and we enjoyed it. Folks saved this week. It, it was just a joy to sit back and watch God work and, and God touched the hearts of his people. And it was teenagers and folks was running laps and lifting their hands and praising the Lord and shouting and testifying. I mean, God is good. I'm glad God is still at work. We're excited about next week. Uh, I think Sunday afternoon or maybe early Monday morning. We'll be driving up to North Carolina to be in the SWORD Conference. And if you're in that area, that Walkertown area, I want you to come and see us. We'll be there all week just helping and uh, probably running some of the tables and just being there. And, uh, of course, Pastor will be preaching there as well. But we'll be there all week. If you're in that area, I'd love to see you and come by and see us. Look for us there and uh, love to uh, meet you there. And uh, we're looking forward to a fantastic week. If, if, if you can ever have too much church, I've had too much church. I don't think you can ever have too too much church, but I've had a whole bunch, um, and I've been out of town the past several weeks and, and out different churches and different revivals and conferences and things just traveling, uh, but God's been good. My heart is full. I've heard so much preaching the past several weeks. I'll hear a lot of preaching next week to where I probably won't have to preach for another year. I mean, just so much material, and uh, thankful for all God's been doing. We're continuing our series in the Gospel of Matthew. And last week, we kind of took a break from that, of course. It was our 40th episode, and I was so honored to be able to have Jonathan back in the studio with us, and you pray for him. He's up there in Rock, and he ain't going to like I'm saying. He's up there in Rockford with all them Yankees. You pray for him, and I uh, got to you know, see him a couple weeks ago, and uh, there for the wedding and things uh, of, our, of our friend Todd and Mariah, and uh, got to see him there, and he's already, I mean, he's already slipping. You pray for him, and I, I got him saying, y'all all and ain't and all those good words and well and hallelujah and, and maters and taters and all that good and he ain't saying that no more and so he's he's drifting he's backsliding and I'm just kidding he's a great man and I thank God for him and but it was good to see all of them last week and to be able to be in the studio together and uh, an exciting episode there and got to spend some time with some friends uh, but we're going to continue today our series in the gospel of Matthew and we're really just going with the master in the book of Matthew and I'm I'm praying that through, as we study this book and through these studies in this gospel, that you'll fall more in love with Jesus than you ever have before. I heard a preacher say one time, all revival is, is just falling in love with Jesus all over again. And the best way you can fall in love with Jesus, I believe, is reading about him. And uh, maybe you don't know as much about the Lord. Well, through the series and the study of this gospel, I'm praying that you'll get to know Jesus a little bit better. He's the dearest friend I've ever had, and I, I want to get to know my friends. I really do. I want to find out more about them. I want to get to know them, and uh, I have uh, enjoyed getting to learn more about Jesus. We'll be in Matthew chapter number 7 today, and probably next week as well. We'll be in Matthew chapter number 7 
As you get further into the chapter, you find that it's a chapter of twos. You find that in verse 13, there are two ways. And then there, verse 15, there are two trees. And then uh, verse uh, 24, down through the end of the chapter, you find that there are two builders, two men that build their house. And next week, Lord willing, we will look at that. But today, I want us to look at the beginning of the chapter. and We'll apply some things and then get into a, uh, a little I guess a brief study, a brief synopsis on prayer, and I'm excited about that. But the chapter, Matthew chapter number 7, opens up like this. Judge not that ye be not judged. And by the way, this modern liberal crowd, that's all they read. They say that, and they, you ought not judge me. You ought not judge the, uh, what I wear, and you ought not judge the, the way I do, and you ought not judge the way I act, and you ought not, ought not judge the way I talk, and that's all they see. And they don't really read on through the rest of the chapter. And every time I read these verses, I, I always think of my niece, Sophia. And, uh, and she, oh Lord, I was about to say how old she is, and I don't remember how old. I think, I think she's 12 or 13 or something like I think she just turned 13. I, I don't think she listens anyway. But, I, but, uh, but, but I always think of her because I would, I would, I would say something. And, and really, it wouldn't even be directed towards her. And she's weird anyway, but but I would say something to her about something she's doing or, or not even that. And she'd say, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge And I, I, and I always say, I'm not judging, I'm just saying. And she's all like, how many of you know somebody like that? You're listening, you know somebody like that. You've got a picture, you got a face in your head right now. You ought to pray for that person, all right? But but she's all like, don't judge me, don't judge And I, I'm not judging you, but that's how, the, I mean, the folks today, they're, well, you miss church on Sunday? No, don't judge me me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Or, or are you reading your Bible? Don't judge me. Are you praying? Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't ju and, and, and folks, we, we, we're living in such a judgmental day. The Bible says, judge not, they be not judged. But also, I mean, keep reading on. Look, look, look what it says in the, uh, as we go down the rest of the chapter. He says in verse number three, why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye. He says in verse number five, thou hypocrite, boy, that's some strong words from Jesus. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Here's what he's saying. He says, your brother, your friend, your neighbor, they've got a toothpick in their eye, and you got a big two by four in your eye. Here's what we got to do as Christians. You got to stay in your lane. All right, you gotta honest. You gotta worry about yourself. There's sin in your own life. There's too much sin in your own life. You ain't got time to worry about the sin in somebody else's life. Boy, that's what I, I crack up about these people that make fun of these preachers and they try to point out their flaws and things like that. By the way, this podcast will never be used for that. Amen. We'll always lift up the man of God and we'll always thank God for the men and the preachers and the pastors and the uh, and the evangelists and the men of God that God has put in our life and we're so thankful for them. We're not going to cut down. Amen. We're not going to cut down any preachers while we're here. We're going to do our best to build up the men of God. And, and, and they are, the laborer is worthy of his hires, what the Bible says. And, and, and some folks, they're just worthy of double honor. The Bible says that. But anyway, we, we're not going to cut down people. Here's why. Because there's, there's enough flaws in my own life. If I took time to worry about them, if I took time to, to talk about them before I talked about the flaws of others, I wouldn't have time to talk about the flaws of others. You say, boy, what kind of podcast and podcast host do we have on a word for the wilderness? A human one? A flesh one? A, a, a normal person? You know, a sinner? I've got flaws. I've got problems. i got things in my life that I wouldn't like to share with other people. I mean, driving down the road, I still get mad at people when they cut me off in traffic. Amen. And I think every normal person does. But, but I, I cannot look at something small, 
something insignificant in the life of somebody else without first dealing with that thing which is in my own life. Now you can take that button in your hip pocket and walk away and say hallelujah. But all right, moving on to verse number seven. I love this. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Here Jesus is giving us an exhortation. He's trying to encourage us to pray. And if Jesus saw the value and if Jesus saw the importance of prayer, I think it'd be good for you and I think it'd be good for me to see the same value and to see the same importance in prayer. It is important and it is vital in the life of a Christian to have a prayer life. We cannot just go on through life and not talk to the Lord and not have fellowship with God and not commune and have a, a a quiet time, if you would, and have a secret place in our life. I encourage you, find a place in your life where you can spend time with God. We always say, get a hold of God and let God get a hold of you. God can do more in the prayer closet than he can in the pulpit. I think we put a lot of emphasis and we and we put a lot of energy in preaching, but really, what the good thing for us to do would be is to put a whole lot of energy, perhaps more energy, in prayer. And here Jesus is trying to encourage us to pray. And here's why. Jesus has given us a reason why we can pray and why we should pray. He reveals God as a ready giver. He reveals God as a father that is ready to good, uh, give good gifts unto his children. Look at verse number 11, or rather verse number 9. Or, or what man is there? What man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give, uh, will he give <clears throat> him a serpent? What he's saying is he's giving appeal to the fathers. He's saying, dads, you're not going to give your son. If your son asks for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. If he asks, if he asks for a fish, you're not going to give him a snake. And then here's what he says in verse number 11. If ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. I love this phrase. How much more? Boy, that describes God, doesn't it? How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? God is ready. God is willing. God wants to give good gifts to his children. And that's why we ought to pray. I, I read a story before I, ca I came on and started recording, but in a small town in the United States, there was a, there was a small church there and there was a meeting going on. And, and an old man, an elderly man in his late 70s, walked the aisle and got saved that night in that meeting in that small little church in that small town. When he got saved, there was an, uh, another older man in the back that started shouting and hooting and hollering and giving God glory and walking around and waving his hands and, and, and just praising the Lord. One man said, fellow, why, why are you shouting so much? Is that your, are you, you related to him? Is that your brother? Is that your, uh, is that your cousin? I mean, I mean why, why are you so excited about this thing? Well, that old man stepped up and he said, 50 years ago, 50 years ago, there was a group of 25 young people that covenanted and promised and made a vow that they were going to pray until that man got saved. Well, years went on and every one of them young people died. They're all gone. I'm the only one left to see that answer to prayer. And it may take 50 years. It may take a lot of years for God to answer that prayer that you've been praying in your life and, and for God to meet that need that you want him to meet in your life. But here's what I know. Ask. It's going to be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. God will answer your prayer in His time, in His will. Thank you so much for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. 
Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.